Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to another edition of Ray and Benny Talk Sports. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button, leave a like, leave a comment. We're going to power rankings this week, so feel free to leave your power rankings in the comment section. Benny, where can they find us on social media? Yeah, you can find us Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at Ray Benny Sports. Take a look. Check us out. We're also on YouTube, obviously, so subscribe and follow us there. Let's get right into the power rankings. Let's start in the basement. Uh, you really can't go wrong with it. Uh, doesn't matter who you pick. I'm picking Edmonton because they just lost. Might as well. Yeah, I could I could flip the coin between these two. I'm not letting Ottawa yet out of the basement, so I'm going to keep Ottawa at number nine, Edmonton at number eight for me. So I'm yeah. sure yours is the other way around. It's the other way around <laughs> just because of the recent win. Yeah. It's, it's uh, mind-boggling. I don't even know. We went, what, one for three in predictions this week? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, there was two games that we kind of said you can almost flip a coin, the Toronto-Hamilton game, the Edmonton-Ottawa game. Yeah. But we actually backed Edmonton thinking, okay, they're they're going to finally get that win at home, right? <laughs> you should have brought the coin back for that one. That oh, my God. Mess. Uh, at number seven, who you got? Uh, I got Hamilton. I'm, I'm basically – Hamilton's another team I'm pretty much done with this year, yeah. and I don't think it's going to get any better for them. Dane Evans ain't it. How did he last that long? How did he get 30 snaps yeah. or 30, 30 pass attempts? Wow. Yeah. Schultz, Schultz ended up getting hurt or Schlitz. Schultz. That's it. Schultz. No. Yeah. He ended, he ended up getting him. hurt. Yeah. They should have started him because he was actually having a pretty wicked game. You know, he 13 and 15, 144, but then he got injured and had to go back to Evans. So Hamilton, same story, right? Winning at halftime, second half, they come out and uh, just can't get it done at all. And that's, yeah, that's it's disappointing to see that, man. But and the thing is, too, you had Don Jackson. Why didn't you? He was running like crazy, catching like crazy. First half, a lot of plays, 16 touches, and then nothing in the second half. So I don't know what's with these offensive coaches, what happens in that second half. Even going to Lapo back, you know, with Ottawa, too, that second half was brutal from an offensive standpoint for Ottawa. Well, it goes back to the stat last week, which has changed, obviously. But you take Caleros and Rourke. Literally now, out of the equation, these quarterbacks were at 70 touchdowns, 73 interceptions. It's horrible quarterback play, especially in the East. And that's why I got at Toronto next at six. <laughs> this is where it gets interesting. I just can't believe in them. Like, people have them rank four. and Like, what? Come on now. They're not that good. They just beat Hamilton. I got, uh, I got Montreal at six, Toronto at five. So I still give Toronto a little bit of credit. Uh well, Bethel Thompson actually played a decent game. Rough first half again. Way better in the second half. Um, but it, it definitely has this D. This D for Toronto is balling out. And it's definitely giving this uh, offense of Toronto the chance to come back in this game. The D balled out against Calgary last week. They balled out this week, uh, causing tons of turnovers. I think it was five turnovers against Hamilton. You know, it led to 17 points. So... Yeah. It's a big play for sure. Cloud Bethel Thompson did his job in the second half, but he needs to have a full, consistent game. Yeah, I got Montreal next. Uh, I, I, they, don't, they don't move too much because they had the bye week, and they have a pretty easy schedule coming up. Yeah, they do. Uh, Ottawa, BC, Hamilton. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Montreal at uh, number five. Yeah, I got Toronto at number five. Flip them around. Toronto, Montreal. Who you got next, uh, Your boys from Saskatchewan, number four. 
my boys was a Saskatchewan. That's rude. <laughs> Why are you even saying that? <laughs> a bomber fanny goes, oh, your boys was a Saskatchewan. Get out of here, man. You should turn your bomber jersey and you don't deserve to wear it. Uh, Continue. Yeah, I got Saskatchewan over four. Decent game. They got, I mean, they obviously got BC at the right time after losing Rourke. Uh, Fajardo actually looked decent. Yeah. Over 300 yards. No mistakes. Um, but he was still sacked seven times. Absolutely. That O-line <laughs> sucks. Week after it's week. It's terrible. They're Willie Jeff is going to have to have a heyday next week. And Jeff go all those guys, man. Let's hope so. Let's hope they just rock the next week. Uh, but they ran the ball really well, Saskatchewan. Yeah. That uh, Frankie Hickson had 130 yards almost. So, I mean, that's pretty good. If your O-line can actually do that, uh, open up some holes. But, yeah, they, they got to keep Fajardo upright if they're going to have any hopes. Yeah, I don't do see anything. that happening against Winnipeg. And they probably will run a lot of yards against Winnipeg. They'll probably pass for a lot of yards against Winnipeg. Winnipeg is not the best team against yardage. Uh, but that no, doesn't yeah. really matter when it comes down to it. But I'm just saying, they'll, they'll probably look good on the stat board, but when it comes down to it, no. Yeah, it'll be a – and then that's the thing. That D-line's got to get after that O-line and yeah. keep Fajardo in check. Sometimes the Bombers have a little bit of trouble with that running quarterback. They've always had trouble against Cornelius when he starts to run, so – yeah, they got to keep Fajardo in that much. pocket. Take that injured down. knee, he ain't running too much, I don't think. He might be running for his life. Yeah, that's it, though. He ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I got BC at number four. Uh, I got to hear yeah. about uh, how this other Canadian kid, O'Connor, is coming up. and But it's it's disappointing still that they don't have Rourke and that they've they've dropped a bit. Yeah, it's a big it's a big loss, obviously, losing Rourke. O'Connor didn't play the whole game either, ended up getting injured himself. So, yeah, didn't give him a chance. They got a bye week coming up, so maybe that'll give him some time to get uh, right back into that offense and acquainted in there and, and come out a little bit better the next time when they come back again. But Absolutely. Yeah. I still got Saskatchewan at four. Saskatchewan, I have them at three uh, because they did look impressive, even though BC was, who's their third quarterback? Pipkin? Isn't it Pipkin, Pipkin? Antonio Pipkin. He's been around. The Montreal Solid. legend. Solid. Uh, so I have Saskatchewan at three. Uh, I don't know. I'm not too concerned about them in Labor Day, as smug as that might sound. Uh, like you said, I think the bummer D-line in the pass rush will be just uh, a pain for Saskatchewan in that porous O-line. Yeah, the only concern about me is Labor Day. Labor Day is always a different story. Bombers could be you know, 12-0, and 0 and Saskatchewan could be 0-12, and, and then all of a sudden Saskatchewan wins that game or whatever, right? Yeah. So it'll be an interesting. I don't think it'll – I mean – they pounded him pretty good last year, only allowing Saskatchewan eight points, I think, in that Labor Day game. So, yeah. If the D can get after Fajardo, yeah, they'll, they'll cause a lot of damage. I have, uh, I'm still going to give BC some credit here for another week, but I got Calgary at number three. Um, played a great game against yeah. Winnipeg, but those records yeah. are still too far off for me. I'm not <clears throat> giving BC the benefit of the doubt that they can turn this thing around and keep it going. Their D obviously has to be better, but mm. yeah. For now, Calgary three, great game by Jake Mayer. Yeah, you know, just couldn't yeah, get it done in the fourth he's a quarter. Bonafide starter. Yeah, yeah, it is surprising to me that even Calgary took this long to go to him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we were talking in the offseason that this guy is the guy for Calgary, and he proved why against a really good Bomber team. He looked yeah, composed he... and very comfortable, and that's why I have them at two. I, th- I for sure think they're better than BC. If they're going to go toe-to-toe now, for sure I take Meyer in Calgary to beat BC, either in BC place or in Calgary. I'm not giving Calgary um, too much credit yet. They're 
four losses, three against the Bombers, one against BC. They've only beat pretty much worse teams. They should have lost to Toronto the week before. So I'm not sold on them yet. And so now if they Calgary, rock. if Calgary is playing BC right now, Meyer against O'Connor or Pipkin, who are you going to take in the game? I don't know. I like Calgary's D or uh, BC's D. So I, I like to give them some credit that they can manage that game a little bit better than they did this past week. Um, so and it's not BC necessarily that game. You hey? think BC with that matchup? I think BC can beat them. I don't know necessarily know if if BC's D can play the same way they were before, not against the, the way they played against Saskatchewan yeah, or the game against the Bombers. Saskatchewan because because BC couldn't hold on to the ball. Yeah, I mean O'Rourke or O'Connor or Pipkin, they're not going to be anything that Rourke was, not even close. But they don't need to be if this D can play well and these receivers can still get open. You just got to get the ball in their hands. Yeah. They got a dynamic receiving crew. So maybe oh, with a bye week, we'll see, but. The thing with Rourke is uh, he also had his feet and he had a way of extending drives, which kept the defense off the field, which meant they were fresh. So even yeah. if you're playing two or three more series uh, per half or whatever, you're putting some miles on that defense. So I don't know. We'll see. But we'll BC see. did also score quickly a lot too, which put the D right back on there. So yeah. a little bit of give and take there, but. We'll see after the bye week if BC responds. If BC can't put anything together after this bye week coming up, oof, wouldn't uh, wouldn't it be too excited about them for the rest of the season? I'm sure they'll be prepared. Like they'll cater the playbook. They'll have more time to cater the playbook uh, to O'Connor and get his timing with the receivers. I'm sure they'll be much better uh, when they come back. I'll probably beat Montreal for sure. Yeah, I could see them beat Montreal. Yeah. Uh, who do you got on one? I got our bombers at number one. Can't. Uh, it's going to take a lot to knock them off that perch. Uh, again, great game against Calgary. Three and zero against Calgary. First team to win four hundred games at home. Um, clap, clap. That's me. Was wasn't the cleanest of games all around. You know, mistakes on. Oh, D was getting. You know, D was having a rough time tackling. Uh, Calgary racked up some good yards, but when it came down to it again, fourth quarter, bombers like, okay, this is enough. Let's uh, let's put this game away. Yeah, it's, it's never about the Bombers with style, you know, and it's, it's all about stacking the wins. You know, I think it was Tom Brady or Tampa Bay, somewhere in there, uh, that said, you know, the season's about stacking the wins, and that's a hard part. And it's yeah. about playing your best football for the NFL in December, for the CFL, October going into November. And that's what the Bombers are doing. You know, like we said earlier, the defense is letting a lot of yards go, but in the end, they're not letting teams score a lot last week. Uh, but uh, they're just stacking those wins. Yeah, and they sh- they, the, the funny thing is they just shut it down when they need to, right? That yeah. fourth quarter, it's like it's a close game. It's like, okay, the offense just got us a, a lead again. Okay, we're done. Jake Mayer is going to be under pressure. Uh, we're going to shut it down. Carlos wasn't at his greatest. He made mm-hmm. a few mistakes. You know, the yeah. two interceptions in the end zone. When you're the in fumble. scoring territory, you can't do that. Yeah, and that's been a lot lately. And the fumble also that uh, didn't get overturned. I was also in a scoring position. Yeah. And even that ball to McRae, which was a great catch by Greg McRae. I, I was I was awesome. celebrating as at the game, I was celebrating the thought the fact that it was a flag. And I think oh, the bombers got the ball on the one. I didn't even realize he still caught that freaking Beautiful ball. catch. Oh, yeah. yeah. So again, but that was also underthrown by Clara. So not the greatest on some of those balls, but great vision by McRae, and he had a wicked game. That's a great thing about Kalaros, though. For the one on ones, he'll put the ball in the air. He'll give the receiver yeah. some kind of chance, and sometimes it's low, sometimes it's high. But you know, it'd be nice to have a Lawler around. A couple of those, he would hit that guy catching the ball. Ugh. 
Yeah, he's the only bright spot. Maybe can uh, Winnipeg trade for him before the uh, deadline at some point? Well, he might want to demand for a trade out of there. <laughs> Dude's got to get out of there. Uh, we we talked about it last episode, I believe, that we it's time to see Nick St- Nick Dembski get back into this offense and get more ingrained in it. And then he goes off in this game. Like he was another amazing wide receiver in that game for the Bombers uh, yeah. to pick up some of the slack without Ellingson and, and Dalton Schoen not having to do much in that game. So. Yeah, there's also also mentioned about him maybe not being 100% back, and he mentioned that in his post-game interview, that he wasn't quite there the past couple of weeks, and this week he felt going in that he was at his best. So good on him. That shows because they were not able to tackle him. Even on his runs for 36 yards, he was just pounding it in there. He was not afraid to go take a hit. A couple of those catches, he's, he ran for a lot of yards after and Look not afraid to go in the teeth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So it's good to see him back. Um, yeah, and let's just uh, hope they go into Saskatchewan and uh, beat up on those riders. They will. They will. Friends and neighbors, put your comments. Put your Yeah, put your comments or your <laughs> power rankings in the comment section. If you disagree with some of our power rankings, tell us what's up. Give us a thumbs up. It really helps the channel grow. Uh, let's get some quick shots in here. Uh, you're wearing your 49er gear for Jimmy G, who's now a backup. A respectably played paid backup. It's not actually that much. I mean, he's he's yeah. in the upper echelon of backups, but it's six point five. But he, I'm saying, respectively yeah. paid. Backup. He has a chance to earn a lot of incentives if he ends up playing. So mm. I wouldn't put that out there because I, I honestly, I don't get this whole situation. You know, you come out, you say it's Trey Lance's team, Trey Lance's team, give it to him, let him play. Well. Now you got this guy sitting behind his shoulder anyways, where Jimmy G is going to be standing. Yeah. And it's like every mistake, it's going to the 49er Twitter this year. If you want to have a fun time or watch or laugh or something, mm-hmm. you know, follow some guys on Twitter and follow that 49ers <sighs> Twitter. Cause it is going to be a gong show this year, especially well, if Trey Lott struggles. That's the thing. It's like, no one wanted him. What are you going to do? You're not going to release him and get nothing. You might as well keep the guy who's been on the team. Unless it divides the locker room, which I don't think, or maybe you, y'all, y'all heard about some Jimmy G stuff before I did about attitude and disappearing for who knows how many days. So maybe it will divide the locker room. So who knows? But I've also heard a lot of things where Jimmy G is loved in that locker room, and a lot of people, players in that locker room, were not happy with even moving to Lance because they they all loved Garoppolo. Well, then that could be even more so, divisive. Exactly. So th- I can't see how this is going to work out very well unless. Trey Lance goes out there and just balls week one and just goes crazy um, and puts oh. this thing to rest. But if he struggles, especially against Chicago in week one. No, no, oh. no, you don't pull out the hook that early. <laughs> no, no, you give him a few weeks for sure. You can't you, you can't be saying, okay, you know, the hook is right there because that will destroy the kid even more. He has to have the confidence of oh, the team. I'm, I'm not saying the hook's not there, but 49er Twitter will. But the thing is, Chicago is supposed to be a terrible, terrible team. If you go in, you can't beat Chicago. Justin Fields is looking good. Yeah. Justin, ooh, Justin Fields is looking good. Yeah, and see. I'm excited to watch him play. Yeah, so if you watch those preseason games, you'll see, okay, Fields threw some touchdowns. Lance, last game, didn't really do anything. So it's like, which one's better? We'll find out week one, but. You're going to let him play. It's going to be a gong show. Let's applaud the Buffalo Bills for releasing uh, the punter. Uh, guilty or not, that's some attention you don't want on this team that can actually push for an AFC title. Uh, you know, that's not to condone any kind of that behavior. I'm just saying in a legal system, it's still guilty or not guilty. That process has to go, but the civil suit is on, and that's nasty what 
that situation. The only bad thing, well, not the only bad thing, but the bad thing for Art for the Bills is, and a lot of teams said they actually knew of something like this had happened or something like that. So, Ugh. so if Buffalo knew it and still thought, okay, well, let's draft this guy and maybe this stuff will never come to light. That's terrible on the on the Bills' part, but we don't know for sure what they knew or what they didn't. But if other teams are coming out saying we knew stuff, you would think the Bills would know stuff too. Goodness gracious, it's been a well it's sports. Just, it's things are opening up, and I'm sure more is to come. Yeah, maybe tip of the iceberg. Uh, let's stay in the NFL. The Jets are about to release Chris Strebler, despite him being proclaimed by many to be the NFL preseason MVP. <laughs> Dang, man. Yeah, he had, some, he had some good games. He's definitely going to catch on somewhere else, though. I, I can't so. I can't see, maybe not his backup, but a, definitely a third stringer. I can't see him after this performance. He was actually throwing the ball decently and pretty well. Oh, he threw and all a that dime stuff. into the corner of the end zone. He yeah, he actually looked like a QB. Yeah. You know, like not just a running guy or a guy that come in to do some gadget plays. He looked good. So I'm surprised, I guess, Maybe if Wilson hadn't gotten hurt, maybe they would have got rid of Flacco and kept Mike White and then Straveler, but they kind of need to keep um, Flacco and that White. Mike White looked actually good last year when he came in, so it's probably a tough decision there. But yeah. I'll see him catch. We'll see him probably catch on somewhere else. He's not coming back to the CFL anytime soon. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe the Steelers. <laughs> you, you, what do you mean? You got Trubinsky. That's okay. What do you got to keep Rudolph also on the? But no, no, I'll get rid of him and get a cheaper Straveler. Did you uh, have you heard that there's actually teams that want to trade for Rudolph? Sure. Uh-huh. Why? <laughs> I mean, if you obviously you can get something for him, you take it. But I don't. I don't know if it's just uh, lies to get some news out there and have someone actually trade something for him. But I'm like, what are you doing? Like, unless Rudolph is amazed, which I haven't heard much about him in this preseason. I don't see why he's taking a step forward him. for sure this season. Uh, in preseason action, he's definitely taking a step forward. But he's still going to lose out to Trubisky and uh, oh, for sure. Pickett. So. Without a doubt. Yeah. So maybe that's where the interest is. Who knows? Yeah. I guess Gary we'll find Stern, out. Montreal Alouette's owner, Gary Stern, part owner, minority owner, 25% owner, stepping back due to ownership issues. Thoughts on that? That's yeah, too bad. It felt like he was starting to build something in Montreal. Uh, yes. An engaging owner also. Yes. Um and not in a bad way, as far as I could tell, that he wasn't doing anything malicious on Twitter or anything like that. It was good for the league. It was bringing people in. Montreal got to 20,000 fans last game, right? No kidding. I hope this doesn't hurt that momentum. No. So it's there was really nothing that came out and said exactly why, besides him being the minority owner, I guess, and, and the 75% share of the rest of the family or whatever uh, want to get rid of it. Not sure, but it sucks yeah. for the league because, again, Montreal is now looking for another owner. Yeah, the, no. the team, the league might have to take this team over for a bit again. Again, <laughs> how many times can you keep doing that? Right, Ugh. it's not good for the league. Things, the hey, product on the field altogether is not great right now. I mean, there's some good teams in the CFL, and there's some really bad teams. So having his ownership issue, probably not the best of times right now for that. So hopefully they can resolve it quickly. But someone shout out PK Subban. Maybe he might want to put some dollars in that team. <laughs> That'd be a good idea. Get some kind of get a, get an electrifying owner from Montreal. It's a great city. It could be a great sports city. And let's let's start a it. Twitter campaign. PK buy to buy the Alouettes. There you go. That's gonna go very far. Someone think of a good hashtag. Owner <laughs> PK. Al's owner PK. I don't know. Put it in the comments. Where's that guy gonna go? Is he gonna get signed anywhere this year? 
goodness. You could probably get him for a cheap price, right? He doesn't he doesn't need the money at this point. He probably wants to go to a contender, but go to the Rangers. Why is he go? Why, what's wrong with Toronto? Why why aren't Toronto signing him? Get out of here. <laughs> you just want to go to Toronto. Go back home. <laughs> Give me a break. Uh you got any shout outs? I do. Uh, I'm gonna shout out the Winnipeg Rifles uh for beating the number two ranked Saskatoon Hilltops. Uh it's the first rifles win against the Hilltops in 16 years. That's a dominant team in junior <laughs> yeah. football, the Hilltops. Number two, sure. ranked number yeah. two nationally, right? So on a yearly basis, they're good. On a yearly basis, Saskatchewan has great junior programs. Yeah. Wow. Good for them. Good for them. Uh, shout out to Canadians, Bianca Andrescu, Leila Fernandez, Rebecca Marino, and uh, Philippe Auger-Aliassime for Aliassim for winning their opening matchups at the U.S. Open. Also, shout out to Serena Williams for winning her first matchup in her farewell tournament. Yeah, good start for her. Yeah. See how far she can go with that. Any other shout outs? I'm going to give one more to uh, kicker Maya Turner, uh, who became the first female player to score points in the history of the Canadian University football. Uh, She's Maple Grove, Minnesota. She drilled a 25-yarder with a... Oh, one remaining in a third for the Bison. So that's pretty herd. cool. Go herd. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's a good shout out. That's a good shout out. Benny thing. Benny thing. Benny, anything. you got anything <laughs> to say to the folks out there? Uh, you know what? Thanks a lot for listening. Uh, you know, keep following, keep subscribing. We're going to have some more giveaways in the future as well. And uh, have a good week. And in the famous words of Tug McGraw, who was asked if he preferred grass or AstroTurf. I don't know. I never smoked any AstroTurf. <laughs> hey, friends and neighbors, don't forget to check us out online on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Ray Denny Sports. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Leave a like, leave a comment, tell us what you think.